Hello everybody, welcome to episode 16 of Minecast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Macaw's Furniture Forge, uh, how to break bedrock in survival Minecraft, and how the Minecraft title screen seeds, the 1.13, 1.14, 1.15, and 1.16 have all been found. If you if you want to find out more, stick around, we're going to find out. Yes, actually I have. Or just release your inner creative beast and to create different combinations of furniture? If yes, then you came to the right place, my friend. Macaw's furniture focuses, focuses on different styles of furniture and a bit of customization. You can place them on top of each other to create different combinations. Stir your stuff in various types of furniture from small nightstands to big wardrobes. So you can... So then there's a bunch of links. Uh, the crafting recipes you can find pretty easily. And there's pictures here. There's like cabinets, uh, bookshelves. They all have like an oak wood theme to them. A desk, more drawers, more bookshelves, like a glass container too. Some chairs. Looks like there's some uh, warped wood stuff too, like a, a stool, you know, bookshelf, all the typical stuff. Alright, and then there's been quite a few uh, updates too. The chairs and storage update. 23 hours ago, wow. So they added warped and crimson variations of woods. Uh, they have working chairs. Add new part blocks, which can be added to a nightstand or combined to make an old dresser style. And added a storage functionality. That's nice. So it got updated for 1.16.4. So that's what version it's, it's for. Furniture now places correctly in blocks. Uh, collision blocks changes too. Counters have new models, counters have working cornering, some counters now have working storage, some furniture can now be placed in both directions. If you want the furniture door on the left, aim on the left side of the box. Improved hitboxes, not final. So it sounds like he's still working on it, which is pretty nice. Desks are now part of a block, they can be added to a nightstand or they can be combined to make a table. Renamed a few blocks, like a wax light, light lightly weathered cut copper stairs uh renamed uh crafting ingredients now have a tooltip other less relevant changes they removed removed a lot of models since they cannot be placed in the remaining ones so technically they're not removed totally just as a different item and remove uh facing from blocks which don't need it and yeah it's looking through the photo gallery here it's just kind of the same as below Oh, and then the crimson variants too, so you can see crimson, uh, flat crimson shelf, some chairs, uh, all the wood, different wood variants, oak, spruce, dark oak, birch, and, uh, jungle, acacia as well. And overall, I think this is a really cool mod, it, it's definitely not like a huge update, but it's, but I do think I... But I do think you can uh, make it quite useful. Uh, not too big. Uh, I don't think it's really that well known either. Not that I'm hating on it or anything, but... but yeah, overall I think this is a nice mod. Adds good supplementaries. Hey, I covered a supplementaries mod uh, weeks ago. And I'd recommend downloading it if you want just something to kind of spice up your world a bit. So next, we're going to be covering one of the most illegal things in Minecraft, how to break bedrock. So far, the FBI has not come to my house, so I assume that I'm okay. 
So, Bedrock is, is a block that is not intended to be broken in survival mode. Even so, it is possible to break the unbreakable in survival mode without cheats. These use bug exploits to achieve this. So these methods could be rendered useless at any update. Breaking Bedrock is also more difficult than phasing through it, both of which are covered in this article. Note that these methods can also be used to break other unbreakable blocks, though Bedrock is the most useful. In regular breakable blocks, the player will not be able to collect any of the blocks broken, and they're much easier to break using tools. So why would you bother? The only logical reason to go through uh, bedrock is that breaking the bedrock is going on through the bedrock in the nether ceiling. It's recommended to bring the materials and light the nether portal with you to get back to safety, as most of these methods cannot be reversed. In bedrock edition, the nether has a build limit of 128 and a bedrock, so it is not recommended to face through the bedrock. However, if you already broken bedrock somewhere else, you can face through bedrock to return to a destination more easily. Method 1. To use this method, you will need the following materials, some ender, per ender pearls. This optimal strategy only involves ender pearl if done correctly, though more may be brought just in case. Find a two block tall space to stand in just under the topmost block than another. Make sure there is a two block wide, or one block wide, though it would be more difficult, one block tall space in front of your eyes. Throw your portal horizontally into this space and jump. Prior to jumping, you should be suffocating in the bedrock. It's very easy if you look at the left right edge of the surface you are facing and hold forward when jumping. Pros, it is easy to get all the materials you need. It is easy to do it once you get the hang of it. Cons, there, it takes many stacks of ender pearls to work. There's the possibility of death due to damage from other pearls. You'll need an axe too. Okay, uh, 1B. This method requires ender pearls. Much easier to do in update 1.8, but it's still possible in later versions. Dig up to the player would be bumping its head on the top layer of bedrock on Y127. Then look straight up and throw the ender pearls as quickly as you can. This is more difficult to do in versions 1.9 above due to the item cooldown. It works by having one of the ender pearls glitch and teleport the player into the block. That when the next player pearl is thrown, it goes above the block and teleports the players to the top of the block. It's easy to get once the material is needed, it's easy to do once you get the hang of it. And it has the same cons as above. So method 2 is the easiest. Um, so for method 2, you just need a stair and one under pearl. Dig up to bedrock with Y at least 126. Place the stair towards the side, just under the bedrock, throw the under pearl above it and you'll be teleported to the top of the stair. Just jump and you can go out. Pros, the bedrock is at 127. Only fall damage is taking, not suffocation. It is easy to accomplish, it is easy to get all the materials needed, you do not need to react quickly. And there's a, some outdated methods, I don't think we need to go over those. Alright, so breaking bedrock. Breaking bedrock is a very complex and involved method. There are currently some common methods to do this, rarely in the current update. There's the 1.16 method, uh, there's a video if you want to go check it out. Uh, you need two pistons, two TNT, one lever, one trapdoor, one obsidian, and one block. I don't know what. And a 3x2x2 space. It's cheap, fast, and easy. It's a small contraction. Cons needs to faster place clicking or an auto clicker. Only obsidian will remain. Some blocks may drop down as items. We'll do around three, two and a half hearts of damage to the player. So, this method uses the update priority and headless pistons to break bedrock. While it can seem needlessly complex for this 
to do this for one block of bedrock is the preferred method to destroy large quantities of bedrock. Needs, mostly not counted, there are many ways to use this. Sticky pistons, I assume this is a, this is a new way. Uh, sticky pistons, pistons, redstone repeaters, comparators, blocks, redstone, blocks of any kind, obsidian, rails, one power drill, one activator, one minecart with TNT, and a lever. So then there's two video, few videos on how to do that, so you can give a watch to those. It can be very done early in the game to get, clear a few bedrock blocks since it does not require many resources. It can be done quickly after some practice. It can be easily extended to make some more automated machines. Cons, it is very complicated, and one mistake means having to completely start over. Excuse me. This method requires a one, method two. This method requires a 1x4 block trench in the bedrock directly above the nether portal that brought you to the nether. It only works with the ceiling in the nether and requires that there are no other portals within 16 blocks of the nether or 128 in the overworld. These are the materials you will need. A lot of transparent non-spawnable blocks, so gl glass, slabs, etc. Note this amount can change drastically depending on the situation. Place the non-spawnable blocks on top of every surface of every block within 16 blocks horizontally and all the way up until up and down between the bedrock barriers. Break the nether portal that brought the player to the nether. Build another portal, portal at least 16 blocks away and use it to travel back to the overworld. Go back to the original portal and use it to go to the nether. This portal should spawn at the nether ceiling, breaking some more of the bedrock. Repeat this to break more bedrock. This method works by removing all failed places for another portal. It forces the portal to generate in the bedrock, replacing some of it with the obsidian frame. It's very pros. It is very easy to accomplish. It is very fast. It requires a lot of work to cons though. It requires a lot of work to prepare the area. It requires the player to already have used one of the methods above to break the bedrock needed to utilize this. And then some more outdated things. And that is how you break bedrock. So I'm very happy that the FBI hasn't broken into my house yet. No, I'm just kidding, the FBI did not come to my house. But with that, let's move on to the news. The article talks about how all the title screen panorama seeds were found, including the update Aquatic, Village and Pillage, Buzzy Bees, and the Nether update. Hello everyone, let's finish off 2020 on a good note with a real bang. We're excited to announce that we finally cracked all four remaining title screen panorama seeds. If you don't remember us, this is Minecraft at home, by the way. We're the ones that cracked the original panorama seed, the packed up PNG seed, as well as the skull and fire painting seed. We still have many projects on the way, including cracking the Herobrine seed due to popular demand, the Minecraft and S Smash Bros background. Join us on Yada Yada. They're trying to pull a plug on me. They won't. Alright, so. For the 1.13 aquatic update, the seed is 1458140401. The seed is the text is 18w22a, and coincidentally, the most correct version that you can generate uh, the seed in is 18w22a. How ironic. So then they give an actual uh, place where you can teleport directly to the panorama scene. And the major difference is the missing ruins in different coral colors. So the, to find the coordinates of the seed, uh, they use the texture rotations. And they to crack the seed, they use the shipwreck, corals, sea pickles, and sea grass. 
and the project started on December 19th, 2020, and ended on December 25th. So for the 1.14 village and pillage update, um, the seed is 2080-286-7088-7955-899-76. Um, the most correct version to is 18W48A. Um, the major differences are the different villages, missing bamboo jungle, and the missing pillager outpost. Oh yeah, there's kind of like a pillager outpost in the in the background there. And so to the coordinate finding method was the mossy cobblestone patterns in the village houses. Who knew that just like some random block placement can be used to like find the seed? That's got, that's kind of cool. Um, and the project started on November 17th, 2020 and ended on December 17th, 2020. So for the 1.15 panorama, the seed is negative, the only negative seed, uh, negative 4404-2055-0930310262-30. So the most correct version to to generate this world is 19W40A. So the major differences are missing trees, uh, flowers, and bees, and there's a big cave that maybe got covered. So the coordinate method finding used was the texture rotations, and features used to find the seed were the clay, sand, and gravel patches that are in the lake in the background. I think there's also a village too that they could have used. So for the 1.16 nether update, and this is actually happens to be my favorite panorama, uh, the seed is 600609-6527-635-909-600. Uh, six, six, There's a lot of zeros, sixes, and nines in this one. Um, the most correct version to generate this in is uh, 20w13a. Um, major differences is it's missing the soul fire. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the same for every world, but you know. So the corded finding method used was the texture rotations, no surprise. And the features used to crack the seed were the fossils and and uh and the fossils in the soul sand valley and the in the lava springs. I did not know you could use the lava springs. I guess that kind of makes sense. It'd be different for every world. So the project was uh, started December 18th and ended on December 19th. So this one was only like a day long, which, you know, a seed a day would, would be nice, but you know, obviously that's not gonna happen. And frequently asked questions, how do I generate these worlds myself? It's only for generate Java edition. Uh, you can't generate these on bedrock. You have to use the correct version. If you don't know, you need the exact snapshot. If you don't know how to find these, there's a, there's a tutorial. They have a YouTube link. After you've launched the correct version, you can use the seed to generate the panorama world. To get this correct location that's shown on the title screen, either press F3, fly to the correct coordinates, or use the prepare teleport command. Is there any way to get this on Bedrock Edition? No. The only way you could ever access these worlds in Bedrock if you use Java to generate them first, then use some program to convert them to Bedrock. Why don't the seeds look exactly the same as the ones on the title screen? Is this fake? Mojang used in-development versions to create these panoramas, which has some differences in the code that cause their features to generate slightly differently. 
They also force the placement of some features and manually alter the world to make it more interesting. Dinnerbone also confirmed this to us. Why ha- uh... How were we able to find the seed of Mojang modified the world? This was indeed a problem, and it took a few attempts to get it right. Some of the earlier attempts at cracking the seed, using a feature that modified it didn't yield any results. Thankfully, there's no reason why Mojang would notif- would modify absolutely everything for just a few screenshots, so there's always some features that would be used to crack the seed in the end. So is there any way to generate the panoramas completely correctly as shown on the title screen? Sadly, no. Even if Mojang re-released their in-development version of the game that they used to generate these worlds, we're pretty sure that they also manually altered the worlds after that. While there is a way to mod the game to force the 1.14 village to spawn in the correct location, the best you can do is just, gener- is just rebuild these parts yourself. The only way you could ever get the perfectly correct worlds would be if Mojang released the full world save files themselves. Well, they probably won't be. Um, they, they probably won't uh, be doing that. Is it possible somewhere you already generated the panorama seed by chance before? Now here's where things get interesting this time around. Generally, the answer is always no. Given that there's two in, to the power of 64 possible seeds, it's practically impossible for anyone to randomly stumble upon a specific one of them. Yes, we've all heard it before. If there's a chance, it doesn't mean it's impossible. While it's true in theory, it never happened to anyone. On top of that, we checked it on the internet before publishing the seeds and found zero results, meaning nobody found these seeds yet. With one exception, the 1.14 panorama seeds. But despite that seed being known, it seems nobody ever realized it was the actual panorama seed. There's more to this, so please read the more additional info page. We'll be sure to visit there to understand what actually happened. Also, the 1.13 panorama seed is a very special case as well, since its seed came from the snapshot of which the Mojang originally generated it. It means that it's very likely that a lot of people have generated the same world while testing that particular snapshot, using its name as the seed, and never realized it was the world which the panorama came from. So, wow. <laughs> so, there's a lot of people that uh, found these seeds, and so here's the full... Uh, 1.14 mysterious background story. We have found two different places online where the seed is used, though nobody's ever realized it's the panorama seed. The first seed was featured in the seed showcase video nine whole months before the panorama was made. The nine months after, Mojang must have purposely used the seed to make the 1.14 panorama after finding it online. There's no way they randomly got the same seed. They also use a different screenshot from this world to make a blog post about the snapshot in which it got added. And lastly, a bit over two months after the after the panorama got added to the game, YouTuber GokuSack started a Let's Play in the Sea without realizing it's the panorama seed. Without understanding what he's saying, let us know if you can translate if you can translate it for us. It looks like he just randomly generated this world, but as mentioned in the FAQ, randomly generating specific seed is practically impossible. It's worse likely they found the old seed showcase the same way Mojang did, and used the seed from that. But there's also a suspicious cut when he creates the world. So this theory is much, much more likely than it than it happening by random chance. And yeah. So that's how all Minecraft title screen seeds were found. I will leave the link to this in the show notes. It's pretty neat. You should uh, check it out yourself. 
But with that, that sadly brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening. Um, it's definitely very fun. Go check out the uh, furniture mod. Go break some bedrock and, I don't know, uh, generate these panorama worlds. And with, uh, with all that being said, thank you for listening.